0: 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, under 17, which is a whole chapter, It's entitled, Ministers of the New Covenant. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? What do we need? As some do. Letters of recommendation to you or from you. You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. You show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards you. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry of death, carved in letters on stone, can be such glory that the Israelites could not gaze as Moses' face because of his glory, which has been brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if, if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all, because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought, if what was being brought to an end came with glory, how much more will what is permanent have glory? Since we have such hope. We are very bold. Not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But, one, but when one who turns to the Lord The veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is Spirit. So, Father, reading of God's word, may He
1: bless it to us. Our text verse is from verse 3. And you show that, that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And that's the topic as well, a letter from Christ. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord in His wisdom decided to use us as His letters. And that means to be proclaimers
2: of the good news, the gospel. The Lord wants us to be letters of Christ. What is the gospel? The gospel is different from
1: religion or secularism, which is the religion of this world.
2: The gospel means good news. It means that we are washed In Jesus'
1: blood. And according to Colossians 3 verse 1. We have been raised with Christ. Colossians 3
2: verse 1 is the shortest version of the gospel. And good news. And if you want to give hope.
1: You should tell someone about the resurrection of Jesus. That we don't have to fear death anymore. And that when you believe in Him, repent from your sins, seek your forgiveness in and through Jesus, you will be alive in all eternity. And then the song of victory of Romans 8 verse 32 will be yours to sing. Knowing in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, No angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus
2: our Lord. And this is what happened to us. We have been raised with Christ.
1: Buried with Christ, Romans 5. And then also raised with Christ. And this means that we have put on the righteous clothes
2: washed in Jesus' blood. And this is the good news the gospel. Everything changes
1: when Jesus becomes your Savior. Your perspective of life, how you look at things, your hope, your expectations. And when a sinner hears the gospel, believes it, turns from sin, confesses his faith in Christ, they are
2: transported from death to life. And a sinner is declared righteous before the Lord. They
1: have put on Jesus and had us, have been raised with Christ. And you went from death to life, and Jesus' reconciliation is enough. The letter Paul said, good works can't save you. But when you are planted in Jesus in true faith, you will bring forth good works out of gratitude. With all the religions of the world, you have to do something. Muhammad asks his
2: followers to give them their sword. They must die for him. Buddha asks for your will. Mammon, the god of money, asks for your time,
1: your family, and your strength, beyond comparison.
2: The world asks for your beauty, glamour. They say they offer eternal youth,
1: but can only give enormous big lips and a cat-like appearance. The god of alcohol and drugs, Bacchus. Ask your life, your health, your organs. And so the God of sex and immorality, Baal, Venus and Aphrodite, ask your self-respect. And the Lord of this world, Lucifer, asks for rebellion and war against God and Jesus and the church. He's waging war
2: against the church. But with Christianity, it's different. The Lord gave His Son. And when you believe in Him, you will have eternal life.
1: What God's children? They are those who believe and confess in Jesus as their only Lord and Savior and love Him above all. And through the New Testament, the Gospels echoed Jesus' words, Your faith
2: has saved you. That's personal and intimate. Also to us. To the lepers, the blind,
1: the sinners, you and me. Christ said these words of grace of those to those who truly desire to be rescued. People who saw these healing hands. People who wanted their hearts to be
2: changed. People who have sunk in misery. Like the prodigal son. Who realized their misery. The words came, your faith has saved you.
1: Faith makes the difference. The wrath of God rests upon all people. And this is the result of sin. But if you believe in Christ, you are free from God's wrath and punishment. And you are made his child again and
2: given a new heart of flesh. And because you have this new heart. You are called the letter of Christ. A letter of recommendation.
1: But so, our Bible reading is asking us a question. What letter are you, brother and sister?
2: What do you proclaim for your life and your testimony? Sometimes we live like there's no difference between us and the world. And because
1: of this, and because Christians are fighting, arguing, the world would say, and he's saying like worded by Gandhi, the Indian freedom fighter who liberated these people from British colonialism, I like your Christ, I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And we have to realize today, That in the name of Christ, many atrocities were committed. We need to repent from that. and Therefore, we need to make sure that we are true to defend the true gospel as proclaimed through God's word alone.
2: Because out of grace alone, we bear the name Christian. And we are representatives
1: of Christ's. Light in this world This is what Paul was doing in our passage Paul contradicted the false teachers from Judea Who saw the law and still the law of God as their salvation Together with Christ And with Christ and they said they believe in Christ But they also saw the law as their redemption And they declared that they could earn their salvation by doing good works
2: and total obedience of God's law. And they attacked Paul. And they led a campaign of gossip and suspicion. This is how dissension
1: starts. First, did you hear this? Did you hear that?
2: I've only told it to you. And so they've slandered Paul's ministry. They followed Paul everywhere. Where he was going. And they
1: used letters of recommendation or credential letters to introduce themselves. These letters were saying that they were Christians. That people could trust in their preaching and their ministry. Letters of introduction and were common among the Greeks, the Romans, and the Jews. We still have these letters today when we attend a class or a synod and say, This is who we are. Or when we go to another church, a letter of testimony tells people who you are. They were usually given to persons who were about to travel as there were no inns and as travelers were dependent. On the hospitality of those among they travelled. Saint Paul warned against these false teachers. These wolves among the people. These false teachers put the church of Corinth. Under the yoke of Moses again. With a complex set of questions and rules from the Old Testament. They boasted in themselves and their good deeds. Deeds. That they could be assured of their salvation because of their good works. And they slandered Paul's ministry. Paul's response was that the law is a
2: shadow ministry, that the law was fulfilled in Christ. That Christ is the real ministry and
1: not the faithful observance of the law anymore. And Paul did not need a letter of recommendation. Because he did not boast in himself, but in Jesus Christ
2: alone. He is a letter of Christ. His life is a life of grace. He once persecuted the church. Killed Christians. But on the road to Damascus, the Lord Jesus himself gave him a new heart.
1: And the Lord is using him to bring the gospel to the heathen nations. Paul's ministry was a ministry of the cross. Chapter 1 of the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul said, You know what sort of people you were when God called you out of sinful darkness into the light of salvation. He didn't call you his child because you were brilliant, wealthy or powerful. After all, most of you weren't that at all. And those of you whose lives were defined that they were saved despite their positions, not because of them, and Paul understood
2: why we were called and why and what our calling as believers should be about. We were evil, murderers, transgressors.
1: Of God's law. Belonged to the darkness. So that no one could boast
2: in themselves. Broken people in need of forgiveness. And in need of a savior. But Jesus took
1: with his atoning death on the cross. All our debts. All our sins. All our transgressions. And sins upon himself. In our place. And even on the cross. He said. Father forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. He showed his love. Hated, mocked and killed so that we could inherit eternal life. And he conquered death. And Jesus came to fulfill the law. He fulfilled the law's meaning. So that we can go to the Lord in prayer. Know that the Lord is with us through his spirit. God is the God of the covenant, our Father for Christ's sake. And Christ is the mediator of a new covenant. The Old Testament was a
2: right ministry. But a shadow ministry. That was fulfilled in Christ.
1: And so, the author of Hebrews 8. Explained this in verses 8 and 9. And also verse 13. For he finds fault with them when he says... Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what's becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. And the Lord has done this in Jesus.
2: And so Paul explains that the old covenant or the law could not save us. And then he gives an example.
1: And he tells us that we should think of
2: Moses when he came back of the mount with the two tablets of stone. And that law was engraved in letters on, on stone. And they
1: came in all glory to Moses. And Moses and the false teachers of Judea, Judea used Moses constantly in their arguments. Moses' face was shining when he came into the presence of the Lord. That's verse 13. But because of Moses' sinfulness, he had to wear a veil over his face. Because the Lord's radiance was fading. And that was because of Moses' He was not a redeemer. He was not the Messiah. And Paul explains that the ministry of the law led to man's death through their disobedience and their imperfection to keep the law. Does he therefore need a letter of recommendation to commend him? No, the church is his letter of recommendation written in our hearts for all to read and understand. And this is how we should be the church of our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: We are now letters of Christ. Letters of grace, saved by grace, by grace alone.
1: Where we need to proclaim Christ for what we are doing and how we do that. We have a prophetic voice in a, and we should be a letter from Christ. And so Paul said in verse 2, You yourselves are our letter of recommendation written in our hearts to be known and read by all.
2: This is the church in the world. As light and salt this world it's a wonderful thought but a big responsibility because you are the letter that our Lord Jesus Christ is using and the Lord is using us as we are we're not perfect people not a perfect church But the Lord is using us as his
1: instruments to spread the gospel. Verse 5 to 6 of our Bible reading, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything
2: as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. And we are letters of recommendation
1: to be read by all people. Written with the ink of the Holy Spirit through Christ on the tablets of our hearts. Can you see those two tablets of Moses? But now the gospel is written in our hearts and the tablets of our hearts. And our hearts must be known and visible
2: to the world and be read as the Church of God. It proclaims Christ. You know what is grace. Praise that the Lord, still wants to use you and me as his tablet, his letter,
1: that we can be letters of Christ. And the Lord wants to use the stained and dirty tablet, which is me, and he cleansed me through his blood and he wrote his
2: gospel. On me he writes forgiven and washed by the blood of my sin. all eternity nothing past, present, or in the future can separate you from me. Only through grace, my tablet reads. Not worthy, it reads as well. Not worthy to
1: be your son and daughter. And this is exactly what the false teachers accused Paul of when they slammed at his ministry. They said Paul's works were incomplete if they compared him to the law. And they boasted how good they are.
2: Paul said you can't, cannot be saved by the Lord. This was a shadow ministry. Jesus
1: alone can save you. In ourselves we are not competent. We cannot keep the law to its full extent. But we have been made by new by the Spirit. And this new life is only possible if it's a life of Christ in us. Therefore Paul said, I no longer live but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Question that we need to answer. Do we have enough ink? Our hearts and our lives are the paper. Jesus writes on it, his gospel, and the Holy Spirit provides the ink. But how? Through the word of God. And we should be committed to the word and spirit. And never be deceived by the world and the devil and the wolves and sheep clothing. We are confessing that Jesus rules his church for his word and spirit. And we need to be obedient and do only what the word of God tells us. It's out of grace alone. And when we sin, we need to repent or turn back to the Lord. To turn back to the word of the Lord. Because the word is our light in the darkness. And so the question
2: now. Does a church look when it's filled with the ink of the Holy Spirit? There's a few examples that I thought of. Such a church will love to come to church. Love to be fed by the word of God.
1: We will have a love for expository preaching. To hear what says the Bible, the word of God. We will be hospitable, like the letters of Peter tells us.
2: That means we will welcome outsiders and visitors. We will not be legalistic because we
1: are free. Paul says the veil is removed when you believe in Jesus. The veil of the law. But we will also continue to do the will Of our father Jesus commanded. John 15. We will persevere in difficult times. And when we are persecuted. We will find our comfort in Jesus.
2: We will defend the truth. Because it's the word of our father. Not to exclude. But because we
1: confess that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life.
2: We will repent from, from our daily trespasses. We will also seek unity with others.
1: Be humble, be meek, as Jesus told us in Matthew 5.
2: Forgave as Jesus. Forgave as Jesus forgave us. In our marriages and our relationships, we will seek the glory of the Lord. To do what is pleasing to the Lord. We will raise our children in the Lord. Then we will be visible as letters of Christ.
1: Then it will be visible in our marriages, our relationships with our children,
2: our testimony to the government, and our work. Australia is becoming
1: a place where only a small percentage is still following the law,
2: still coming to church. The church of the world is now in Westfield. That's how Sundays
1: are spent. But we will forgive, we will not slander like the false teachers, but seek our unity and rejoice in the Lord. And ultimately, your heart will spell out Christ, only out of grace. And we will go, says Paul, from glory to glory. We may ask, but how will this happen? And how can we do this, go from glory to glory? And what did Paul mean with that? The Apostle Paul says in verse 12, because we are letters of Christ, and since we have such hope, we are very bold. Christians are bold, and they should be bold to proclaim the gospel. And we are free. Verse 17. We are free in Christ because the veil of the law is lifted. And we can be because we have all hope, and because we were transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. And so we read in verse 18. And we... All with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So, what did Paul mean by these words in verse 18? Paul tells us in a Christian's life, a
2: wonderful transformation is taking place continually. With every Christian in the beginning of a Christians life when you come to faith we see the glory of the Lord
1: we hear and understand the gospel we turn to the Lord and in the end we will see the glory of our, the Lord with our eyes face to face but what is happening between the beginning and the end we are beholding the glory through the ministry of the gospel in the church so the gospel not only enlightens our darkened lives, but it also transforms us to become more like Christ. An old covenant through Moses only brought condemnation and death, but a new covenant of grace in Jesus brings life and growth so that our connection with the world is passing away. First Corinthians 7 verse 31.
2: That I don't want to act like the world anymore. This keeps great hope and
1: boldness in proclaiming the gospel to be letters of Christ. This wants us to share the gospel and look forward today to the day when all will be in all. It also takes away condemnation of the world that threatens and persecutes, because we know our hope and glory in Jesus secure. But in the between, between when we came to believe in Jesus and when we will see the glory, the Lord is working with you. Daily transformation, daily repentance to become more like Christ. Where our light is shining brighter. And we are transformed into the Lord Jesus' image through the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit will constantly produce in the believers the fruit of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and self-control.
2: This is how the Holy Spirit works. I want to conclude, I use such a letter. Because the gospel is also coming to us. We can only be such a letter through
1: the gospel and the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you are in
2: Christ and when you come to the Lord. Your light will shine brighter. Your obedience will grow.
1: And you will become less. And Christ will become more. And this will continue. Until we will be in full glory with the Lord. Death is not something that we are afraid
2: of anymore. But as the letter of Christ. You can say, In my Lord, I am more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Through grace alone. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, you are writing
1: for your Holy Spirit constantly the gospel on my heart, sanctifying me by becoming more like Christ.
2: Lord, sometimes it hurts when you are pruning. Because this old man in me sometimes wants to come out.
1: But, Lord, in this sanctification process,
2: purifying process, you are forming me and transforming me daily.
1: Lord, we pray that you will be with your church, that you will lead us through your word and spirit, that we will hear your voice, especially when we have the wonderful privilege to share in the Lord's Supper this evening, where the invitation is coming to us from our host, our Lord Jesus Christ himself, telling us to do this in remembrance of him. Father, we pray
2: that you will comfort your people, especially in difficult times. But also know that persecution brings growth. That you are also busy purifying us. Like fire is purifying God. Father, we pray that you will lead us in all relationships. That our relationships will be to your glory alone. That we will do right and be holy because you are holy. We pray this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.